something like they'd seen that day a man that looked so pale one of them frail one of them looked like a killer whale a big fat killer whale killer whale big fat killer whale
live from the Dutch Hall, the greatest podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario. Goddamn right. Yeah. And I believe we are that way because we have the greatest band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions, hey. everyone. That's right. Yeah. Good evening. Surprise this week of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Hey. We got my cousin, our band leader, Michael Bow on rhythm. Brand new, a brand new guitar, everyone. Oh, she's beautiful. And on the cajon, on vocals, we have my good friend, the man that writes music for the show. The Rooster Dave Charters is here. Yeah. And after a two-week hiatus, back in his rightful position as the well-hung balls of the nocturnal emission. Swing low. He is our good friend, Whiskey Wes Higgins is here. Right on. But no podcast is complete, in my opinion, without a bartender. And if your brother can't show up because of his many, many uh, uh, other uh, commitments, what you do is you get the next best thing, which is actually a way better thing. Number two. You get the beaver, Derek Van Hooten. And as always, you have to have a little bit of eye candy in the room. You got to have a little little bit of, uh, what do you call it, chachka? Or something, something nice to look at. You get the girl behind the camera here. Dr. Jane Van Dyke is here. Let's give her a round of applause. All right. And I, I am your host, two times. Two times. President's Club Award winner. And witness the Dave shirtless escapade, Pete Van Dyke. Hey, Charters, is it true that you have conceived four children without taking your T-shirt off? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I wear a tank top. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) In the summertime. When you're feeling a little... uh, In the summertime? Frisky? Uh, Maybe in the spring? The armpits breathe. (laughs) It's the musk. Polish musk. Oh, he's Van Dyke is here, and we didn't even introduce him. Celebrating Gord. Yeah, that's nice of you could come, Eves. We always forget about Eves because he's he's basically like uh, he comes with Michael. He uh, so he drives Michael in, sits in the corner, all quiet most of the time. But every once in a while, we throw him, uh, a microphone by Eves, and we and we forget to introduce you. So that's I do I, apologize. Uh, it's not a problem. Uh, smoking cigarettes, having good times at the village. <laughs> yeah, and that way Michael gets home safely, right? Yeah, he needs to drive. He is a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said it because sometimes sometimes I wonder, you know. But at least Eves, you know, you hang out with more than the rest of us do. You can see uh, Michael at his worst. He had a long harvest. Yeah. It is over with now. He enjoys, uh, he gets some sleep. He's much better in the head. <laughs> you like him better now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Better attitude. <laughs> I like it, too. Are the are the tragically hip big in Holland, Eves? Uh, not so big in Holland, but I've learned from my cousins uh, about Mr. Downey and uh, the glories of the hip. We are into more, uh, how you say, uh, electronic dance music. <laughs> uh, not tragically hip in Holland. Oh. No, in Holland. They but I appreciate it. You do, eh? Uh, there's a Paul Van Dyke in Holland. Oh, yes. He's very big. He's a big deal, eh? He's the same as my brother. Also your brother. Yeah, also my brother, yeah. It's confusion. <laughs> he was on a cruise ship one time and mistaken for uh, Paul Van Dyke. He almost got uh, people made a fuss over him until they realized he was just a framer. He drops, uh, he drops hot beats. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, he does. I, I but uh, I want to give it to the tragically hip uh, for people that don't know. And um, we do have listeners from all over the world on the Life from the Dutch Hall uh, program, sure which is. is shocking. And uh, so a lot of people sure probably is. don't know who the tragically hip are because they are a quintessential Canadian band. That being that, the reason they are that way is because outside of Canada, they achieved relatively no success, right? Uh, meaning that uh, we're the only people who liked them, right? Yeah. Which, you know. It's odd, right? If they would have achieved international success, like, the say, the Bare Naked Ladies, for example, who were Canadian until they became famous in the States and then yeah. no one cared about them, or Rush or whatever, you know, say they did the same thing, uh, they would they wouldn't be ours anymore. They're everyone. The world's little right. them. But in this case, no one else got them, but we did. So that must have mean that there's something about them that's only Canadian. Right. Right? Yep. Sure. Therefore, the next thing that they did to us with Tragically Hip, this is what problem I have with it, is they made it, made it to believe that if you don't like the Tragically Hip, then somehow you're less Canadian. Yes. Right. Right? 
That's that's the bo- that is the the stick in my craw there, right? That everybody spo- has to love them because I did like them, and in the, in the '90s or whatever, I went to the university, loved, went to the shows all the time. But I remember going to Sunrise Records, you know, like oh, uh, yeah. the moment that Road Apples came out, you know, you got it at midnight or whatever, the new yeah, album. That's awesome. It was a big deal, you know. It sure yeah. was. But uh, like um, like to tell me I'm not Canadian if I don't like them makes me not want to like them. You know what I mean? Because of my rebel uh, <laughs> tendencies. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do, yeah. you know? It's like, I'm not going to drink Tim Hortons and listen to Tragically right. Hip, and that right. is what <laughs> makes me Canadian. You know, both of those. But I, have happened to, I did happen to like a lot of their songs, and we played them on the show many times. Yep. And it does feel like we already did this once before. When the, But uh, Gord Downey, the lead singer of the Tragically Hip, uh, has passed away, and that's why we did the tribute to him at the beginning of the show. And uh, but it does seem like we did it once before because they did the big tour at the end when right. he was uh, critically ill, but uh, did the last tour and everybody showed it on TV in Canada. It was a big deal. It was a collective moment that we all got to see or whatever. And uh, that seemed like it was it. Now we're doing it again, kind of. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so it's like two times around. Two times. Well, he was like, I'm fuck you guys. I'm going to live a little longer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, which is great. We wish you yeah. would have went forever. It's right. terribly yeah. sad. Yeah, man. I don't think people yeah. thought it was going to happen so fast. Yeah. Right. No, it was a real surprise to me when I read the headline, for sure, because like, he was out of the news forever since he got sick. And then. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was nice they left him alone. Yeah. yeah. yeah you absolutely. think that's a Canadian thing, too, that they sure. leave a guy like that it alone? Was nice. Oh, it's not happening anywhere else in the world. <laughs> yeah, like if he was yeah. in the States or England or something like that with their paparazzi and, and tabloid culture they would uh he probably wouldn't have lasted as long well yeah, he'd want to die with all those idiots mm-hmm. bothering him you know and they'd lift his kids alone we still don't know anything about his kids right that's right that's and that's good. the way it should that's be the right it should yep. be yeah yeah for a public figure though that to be left alone that's a quintessentially canadian thing but we also lost another canadian this week uh which was uh mr Leahy himself john Dun- dunsworth. dunsworth yep john dunsworth who is an actor out of out of uh the maritimes i think halifax yeah and uh, he was on the Trailer Park Boys, which is also a very Canadian show, but it's achieved international success. Correct. Uh, but uh, I saw uh, John Dunsworth in an interview, and uh, he was saying he makes no money because he's a Canadian actor, right? Right. Like, that was a big show, Trailer Park Boys. And in Canada, I think they showed it on – did they show it on CBC at one point in time or CTV or something? Uh, I don't know if it made it because the language. Maybe after midnight. I do remember seeing it on regular TV, though. Or maybe it was cable. But it, whatever, it was on. Yeah. Like In Canada, everyone had an opportunity to see Trailer Park Boys in one time. Yeah, like time. it was like after 9 o'clock on whatever channel. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and it's, and it, but that show, uh, that guy, it's, a, it's as big a show as you can get in Canada, I think. Yeah. Trailer Park Boys. And he w- made no money. <laughs> like nothing. He would, he said the greatest pleasure of his, him having that job playing Mr. Leahy was that he got to do a tour with Randy where they'd go around and, and to like comedy clubs and bars and stuff like that and just do like or see college kids or whatever. Yeah. He said he got to see the whole country that way. Yeah, they were down here at local Port Dover. Were they? Yeah, at the Norfolk Tavern. Oh, really? Mr. Leahy and Randy? And Randy Bobandi. Ah. <laughs> see, and he said that was the best part about it is he got to see the country, but he and never... And probably meet a lot of their fans, right? Yeah, yeah. Like just uh, small, I think small town folk relate to that humor of the out east. Yeah, yeah. So I think that probably was fun for them. So I think that uh, both Gord Downey and John Dunsworth are great examples of Canadian celebrities and the fact that they are like they are as they're as like well known in Canada as you can be almost. Yeah, people dress as that like Mr. Leahy for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's like a well known thing. Like I am the liquor. Yeah. You know, like uh, that's what they showed actually when shit he died. Shit winds are blowing. <laughs> the shit winds are blowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get any better. That's than what that. my brother-in-law texted me. He said, he texted me, Mike. Uh, shit winds finally got Leahy. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, what? oh fuck, he died. What? The <laughs> oh, the shit winds got him. I know. And then you realize the guy's just like an actor out of like, uh, you know, he's just yeah, like. Yeah, but he's like you said, well known. Yeah, yeah. Like they're well known icons, but it's, Cana- it's Canadian well known, right? Canadian well known is that you live your life uh, and die in poverty. And you could still be well known in Canada and still nobody knows you because we don't have enough people in our country to, n- to make it worthwhile to know you. <laughs> like if a tenth of the country knows you, it's still only like three mi- Is that three million? Yeah, three wow, million. Wow, that's a lot of people. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
I would wish I had three million people. Still, though, in the states, right? It's a yeah, tenth it's, of the states. Is, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a tenth. Of I think the that's states. why it's so Canadian, right? Yeah, that we take pride in that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you but it's kind of sad, you know, because you yeah. see these people that are like they they're they're talking to them in terms of like what they mean to our culture and all this stuff, and uh, yet they're not rewarded at all financially Mm-mm. for for what they contribute. You know what I mean? I mean the the hips certainly were financially successful, though. Yeah, I mean they made a living. Yeah, absolutely, but. I still think it's super impressive that half the country tuned into their last show. Uh, Is that right? It was yeah. Half the country. It was like 16 million people watched that. Yeah, and when you when you look at it that way, like that is a pretty yeah. good thing. I don't even know if that many people watch hockey. <laughs> no. You know. Right. And that's supposed to. And you have to watch that to be Canadian too. Yeah. You got to watch right. hockey, drink Tim Hortons, and listen to the hip, <laughs> or you're not proper Canadian. Right? That's right. And, and ma- watch Trailer Park Boys. Something about ma- maple syrup, too. Right? <laughs> I have found some brave people on social media this week who have who have admitted to not being hip fans in all weeks this week, you know? <laughs> Which is uh, the, uh, the day of the passing. You know, we have one in the room. <laughs> we have one in the room that uh, that's that he sat there. I don't know if we want me to, to out him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, Wes uh, Haggins, or wi- uh, Whiskey Wes Haggins, you plucked away on the bass the whole time, honorably. The whole night, I don't think you practiced any other songs other than hip songs. Nope, that's right. Right? And you knew you had to do it tonight. Yeah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> no gourd, though. So. But this is years ago, Wes. Like, from the beginning, you've never liked the hip. Never. Even in never the 90s. Nope. Even like uh, uh, like the, the self-titled, like Highway Girl? They have never made a dime off of me. <laughs> never, nothing. <laughs> no. All right. Nor will they ever. <laughs> and so, like, and in, 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 so for you in particular, where you see the fuss that's made over a person that you're not a fan of, how did, like, I mean, I, even though it's like the humanity of the, of, obviously there's a man that passed away, which is terribly sad. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but like the fuss that's made over someone that, that's just, it's almost assumed that you're a huge fan of his when you're not. Yeah, I never really understood how they, made it so big um he annoyed me from day one uh watching him his voice it just <coughs> for me it didn't do it for me right um i know other but, guys like that too they didn't like the eccentricness of the like it didn't like an eccentric front man you yeah. know so they went with the fact that he had it was quite a bit of performance uh what do you what did you say steve that he considered himself a, oh yeah if you asked him what he did for a living he said that he was a dancer a dancer, right? Which, if you watch him, he did as much dancing as anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. My last time seeing the hip was the was so good that uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to want to leave you hanging there, Wes. No, it's all good. But I was gonna, but I, but uh, I was, but the last I just remember I went the last time I saw him was at Iverwind Stadium right before uh, they tore it down. It was the last show in Iverwind Stadium. Sam Roberts opened, and then uh, uh, the hip went on, and we had I had good seats. I was like front and center, like really good seats, like a th- four rows back or something. And uh, it was a great show. And then that's when they did that last tour. I was like, I don't want to see it anymore because I saw that last show so good. I was like, that's the last one I wanted to see, not not another one. That's the reason, real reason why I didn't go to the last show. There you go. But I, but because I already had a good last show. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I get it. But uh, do you think really that the? But I like I was like to be honest. If I have to be completely honest, like I, I paid attention to him to music at work, and then I was out. Yeah. Right, completely out. Whatever they did there after that, I I barely paid attention to, and then because I got on with my life. The only thing about it, I think the thing big thing about it is that if you're a Generation Xer, and you remember the time in your life when you were listening to the uh, hip albums, like in the '90s, and you were remembering the fact that you were young and awesome in the '90s, that's what you miss, right? It's and it's not the fact that. Uh, you just want to be able to go see nostalgic. The one time you can go feel like you got, you did when you were 21, but you're not going to ever. But that's care. what that's what music does, right? It brings you to that memory of yeah, whatever it is, you being awesome or just awesome times <laughs> and your friends or yeah, and that's, that's thing. That's the cool thing about it, right? Yeah, and both those guys, their art, like their the stuff that they made are are going to live forever. forever. So and they've they've achieved some sort of immortality. Yeah, it's quite a at gift. least for the short term, you know. Yeah. Yeah, to be able to make something Just that's to, there forever. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can always look back at it. So one of the things uh, our prime minister did <laughs> in order that to uh, to uh, acknowledge the fact that these two great Canadians died is ignore one. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. And then uh, for the other one, he decided that he was going to have a nice cry on air uh, to show that he lost his friend and he was uh, uh, very sad about it. 
And he, he not only cried uh, he not only cried in his speech, but he made sure to cry both in English and in French. Oh, really? Yes. He cried at the beginning in English. Was there a pause? Got it together. <laughs> and then at the end, did his French speech and cried at the end of the French speech. So, C'est bon. Yes. Very, <laughs> very worked out very well for him in that regard, that he made sure that both sides were able to get their sound bite of him Correct. showing his obvious... Uh, Sadness, right? <laughs> Seven mouth. So, <laughs> I just took a screenshot of the. Uh, I took a screenshot of it and, and I put it out because I had never seen a world leader cry on air before, ever, uh, in my life, uh, especially over, uh, like a death of one person. Um, so I thought it was. Have you? Can, can you ever remember in history, where you've seen a world leader cry? On TV? Did Donald Trump not cry after the Las Vegas shooting? I don't believe he did, no. no. And he also didn't cry when Tom Petty died. Hmm. And Barack Obama didn't cry when Prince died. And uh, I don't... George Bush died when the World Trade Centers collapsed? Did he cry? No. No, he did not. No, he was serious. Did Nixon cry during Watergate? Sorry. Did he cry? Yes. Into his pillow. I think Nixon did cry. I think he he did. I think he there did go, cry Steve. at one point. It's going way back. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And they saw Nixon crying. Get a TV. vault there. Yeah, but that's hard to find. I mean, it's historically, it's a big deal. And that was over like his presidency falling apart and his life in shambles yeah. and like. It was his Jimmy Stewart moment. He's he's like inspired. got he's got wars going on in the world and people are dying and it's his fault and you know like it's a big, you know this is just like. Uh, you know I know Justin Trudeau says that his uh, him and Gord Downey were friends. Right, we're good friends, right? Yeah, if you died, I would cry. Right. I would cry on 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 air. Do you really think and I would learn to speak French and cry? Do in you really French. think they were good friends, though? I don't know Trudeau, and and uh, do you really think so? I think that he was lobbying Trudeau for the uh, t- for reparations for the natives before the his last prime two years. Minister before would. that, they didn't know each other, and then he threw tickets at him for the concert, and probably was really nice to him one or two nights. Give him a tea. Yeah. And he was there. Probably had a couple. They probably met each other maybe like a dozen times, and that's my that's my opinion. They're acquaintances. So based on that opinion that I have, that's why I have no sympathy for him. And I think that the fact that he cried was just contrived bullshit, where he was just pandering to the people to try to gain public like uh, to gain like uh, you know like sympathy from the public because they're kind of he's losing favor. I really do believe that's uh, that. Is that make me a, like a jaded person, Charters? Yes. That you think it's you think there's any truth in it? You think there's any truth in it, or it's kind of like crazy? There's got to be something. That I've never. Have know. you ever seen that happen? Like he, he cried, stopped. You think that he did, just it was because I I got grief over it because I posted a picture on Facebook of him crying and I just made a little comment, and then uh, but I got some grief over it that I was insensitive. Uh, because men are sh- people should be allowed to cry if they're sad and what am I doing saying a guy can't cry what kind of a person am I kind you're of just thing? saying it was genuine you don't you don't think it was genuine tears not for a languages. second not for a second in two languages Ta- like <laughs> perfect like, perfect like that like and you couldn't if you didn't want to be if you didn't want to look weak and on a world stage like you were you're on a world stage and you know they're going to put a microphone in front of your face you can't get your shit together for a for a one minute statement, where you can't hold your shit together, stay in your room and ball your eyes out like a fucking bitch until you're ready to come out in public. Right? That's what you do. Yeah. And then you hold it together. It's like if I have to say a speech. I said a speech at my friend's uh, funeral when he died. I held it together for the whole thing. Do I want to cry through the whole speech? Yeah, but I don't because I was asked to do a job, say a speech, right? And I'm just a dude. Imagine being like a leader of a country and you're asked to say a speech to try to like uh, uh, allegedly take a country in mourning over a, over the celebrity that died. And then you're supposed to like comfort us somehow and you just go and cry with us so we can all have a nice good cry together. I mean, it's, I find it to be against the way I was brought up. Like I'm not used to seeing grownups cry, let alone a man cry let alone a leader of the world. Like, and if Angela Merkel, the leader, Chancellor of Germany, if she cried, it would still look ridiculous. If Hillary Clinton was the president and she cried, you're like, get it together, woman. You know, it, She would be crucified for it because she would be made to be looking weak like a, a weak woman. Women would be less likely to cry than Trudeau. I well, agree. What you're saying is a sign of weakness, right? <clears throat> I do. Yeah. I do think it's a sign of weakness. What do you think if you're going to go to NAFTA negotiations with Trump <laughs> – 
And Trump just watched the clip of uh, Justin having a nice cry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, like publicly, you know, you think he's going to be be like uh, worried about the negotiations with the no. with Sad Boy? Well, part of you saying it's a script, right? So what what script does he got next? I think I think that if you're good enough at what you do, you hold your shit together. Right. That's my opinion. I agree. Is there a counterpoint to that? No, I don't think so. Some people are saying it's insensitive because people got to grieve the loss and they were good friends and da 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 da. You're not disputing that though. You're not saying it shouldn't and be it, a grievance or. Uh, yeah, in my in my opinion, if you're like if 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 you believe that they are really good friends and you and you think that he just was sad because his really good friend died, and then why are you making fun of a guy for? is really good friend dying or whatever then i'd be like yeah that's a prick move i shouldn't have done it right mm -hmm. but if uh the guy's just just knows met the guy 12 times or something like that and then he and then he's carrying on on tv when your whole job is to be fake so you couldn't just fake it for a minute to ho pretend you got your shit together you know and then go cry afterwards i like that he never Removed the tears from his face. He never wiped them away. They just no, sat there. No, it was meant to be there. That's I am so skeptical. I'm so skeptical of all of them. Yeah, because as a guy, your first instinct, no matter what, is cover it up, Get yeah. shit up hide it. Yeah. I didn't watch the speech, but I think it's possible to deliver a message and and cry or weep openly and still deliver a uh, powerful message. And I'm saying that because I watched Jimmy Kimball, Kimmel talking about the uh, Las Vegas totally, shooting on his show. Totally Did you different. See that? Totally. That was, yeah, that was genuine, and I totally agree with what you're saying there. But, yeah. yeah. I watched that one. I didn't watch Trudeau. He so fought through that reasons. fucking real hard. Yeah. Like, and he did a great job of portraying, like, his. I totally agree it's with great, you. Yeah, really yeah. delivered it. Trudeau came out of the message. shoot crying. Out of the shoot crying. You want to put it up? Yeah, maybe after. Uh, okay. Okay. It's Audio. okay. Or Audio show. No, I would, I would, we would listen to it, but it would, uh, that's fine. Anyways, I was, I was a little worried about the fact that. I, I just that that our our leader of our country is going around uh, pretending like I, I you came out of the shoot crying like you could have just waited like till you're done and then get it together like he came out with tears all over his face. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I agree. It's it's weakness. I I was brought up like you, Pete. So yeah, I'm with you. But apparently we're like Neanderthals. I know. I know. But this is what I was. We were raised. You, when you feel like you're going to cry, what you do is you swallow you it. it. You keep it inside. Yeah, and you, and you start a nice drinking problem. You yeah. let your chin you quiver. You start a nice drinking yeah. problem, and then you go through life with that. Right, Dave? Yeah, yeah I didn't, it's I helped know, me. I didn't know that Paul ever cried until your wedding, Pete. Oh, I wish Paul was here because I wanted to talk to him about crying because like, he is a public crier. Charter, you are, you are a crier. Yeah, definitely. You cry all the time. Now, so did you, when you see Trudeau crying, or you didn't see it, but... no. You heard about it. Saw the picture. Yeah. It's pretty sloppy if you watch it. Like, it's not a friggin' yeah. light cry. Like I'm going to have to watch it. It's snotty cry. It's just, There's <laughs> snot in it. That's what I mean. That's how much crying it it's was. It's messy. It's not. It, it wasn't. It was not pleasant to watch. I watched it real time as it went down because uh, I had the TV on when it was going on. And I'm like, well, I'm, he's friggin' losing it. So if it was just a tear, you'd be, it'd be one thing. But he's, yeah. weep, he's weeping. Teared up eyes. You get choked up. No problem. I got no problem with you getting choked right. up. You know, you're getting choked up. You take a moment. Fight it back. Because you're fighting it back. I got respect for you. You're, you're supposed to have emotion. You're human. But you choke it back. You deny yourself the pleasure of the cry. You really, really push it back, right? We saw a couple of those at the wedding on the weekend, I think. Oh, did you? A couple fighting back the tears. Oh, I got to tell you, yeah. Michael, we went to my cousin Craig's wedding. Congratulations publicly to my cousin Craig. What up, Craig? Craig, Craig Darby. Darby. Beautiful. Uh, yes. Uh, his beautiful bride, Darby. But Michael and his uh, and his girlfriend, Kelly, sweet, sweet Kelly, they were the MCs of the wedding. And, Mike, you changed the game of the MC game. Oh, yeah. You changed it completely. <laughs> I was such a big fan of what you did at that wedding. And, Kelly... Uh, that was terrific, well, and uh, the man in the street stuff, the going around talking to people on the reception, to, in my opinion, is the way weddings should be done going forward. Mike called uh, an audible, eh? He saw the wireless mic, and he just said, you know what? I'm going to do things a little different tonight. Change uh, everything. Change everything. You should do a TED Talks about how to MC a wedding because that's it's changing oh, the yeah. game. Because uh, what, what happened was you started doing an announcement. You just do an announcement saying, like, hey, we're going we're gonna, to, like, uh, eat supper soon. Sit down. You know, calm down, stop having a good time, and sit down at the table. <laughs> right. yeah. and Everybody then, uh, hates that. Yeah. Everyone hates it, right? But all of a sudden, there's Mike at the bar 
with a wireless microphone <laughs> and people don't know where it's coming from it sets them off kilter right and then oh, everybody's yeah, yeah. involved with what mike's doing at the bar there's just two dudes there getting a drink and he just he, you took him to task michael is what you did it was uh, fantastic i gotta tell you mike it's fantastic yeah i had to uh i gotta give some credit to craig and dar because we kind of threw the idea loosely out when we met about it yeah. And then we said, well, it depends on the microphone. So we didn't even know if we were going to do that that night. And oh. it turned out that they had wireless mics. And you had to, I, I kind of picked my targets throughout the night, which worked out well in my favor. So I think that helped me. But, yeah, it was – keep hearing it was a game changer. So, oh, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. I don't know. Just – I've been to so many weddings and everything. So it should just be loose and it should be fun. It's too much uptight. Let's just yeah. – yeah, let's yeah. get into the real part of, like – People drinking at the bar, hoarding drinks because they think they need a ton <laughs> at dinner, and like the the group up top that you know didn't get to say much. It was nice they got a couple words in, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it was fun. I don't know. Just it was fun, fun. It was fun for fun. us at the tables because we didn't. You never knew what was gonna happen next. All of a sudden, you'd hear Michael's voice. You're like, "Where is he? Where yeah. is he?" Yeah. yeah. Oh, there he is. So hopefully, it changes the game. I don't know. Oh, I think it's it has, Michael. Uh, that's around Delhi. <laughs> if you're going to the hall weddings in Delhi, I bet the Hungarian and the German are Be both running that you're program. At the bar right. next time. If the Hungarian doesn't have a wireless mic, they're shopping for one right now. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, thank you very much. Peter. Excellent job. You know what we should do? We should get into. A, are we done? Do we cover crime? Your charters. You're a crier, and you still. You if you. What do you think about I being still, a crier? You you feel sent more sympathy for the guy? Well, I gotta watch the clip to make a judgment. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you do that? Get back to us next week. <laughs> Dutch <laughs> Hall research. <laughs> yeah. You got homework for Charlie. Yeah. Uh, but you know, my brother, he's the type of guy who would never ever cry. But when he does cry publicly, oh, it's, it's emotional. Oh, it's very, best. very, very rewarding for we, everyone watching. We it. should get some videotape of your wedding. Oh, we oh. have it too. Yeah, that's that'd be a nice oh, Dutch yeah. Hall oh. shareholder video. Oh yeah. Oh my God, can you imagine getting the crying videos of my wedding oh, from both you God. and my brother? Just highlights of Dave and Paul. <laughs> like, Just so watching them on the screen here and going over it with on oh. a show. Right, play, play, play by play. Play by play. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be great. Well, Paul cried. I have at, a project. Paul cried at your wedding. That, oh yeah, Paul cried for about uh, six hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't have stopped himself. His eyebrows were constantly yeah. like raised, and his nostrils were quivering. Like he was yeah. crying at the church, like where the priest is talking. He's fucking just bawling. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. The starts whole with the chin, I found. Like, his chin quiver. starts moving. Hey, quiver. quiver. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Charles was a big cry at my wedding, too, though. He was, it was a really sad wedding. Everyone sad. cried about it. I don't understand why it was... Why and then so you much cried t- at your second wedding. Oh, like a baby. <laughs> it blew up. It was like one of those things you don't expect to cry, and you're just like... You're like, uh, it just came out. Like, holy crap. Like, just because I was... You weren't fighting that one, eh? Because you, uh, you're you're such a jerk, like all the time, and then you have to say something nice to your wife all of a sudden, and then you're like, uh, all your real feelings come out that you don't say to her all the time, and then it makes you cry. I don't understand what it is. It's probably from swallowing it so much. Maybe that's not the best route. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. No. Uh, uh, well, we got to do a segment we call feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Uh, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to the Live from the Dutch Hall web, website and uh, do uh, click on our Amazon banners and do any of your shopping, well, you can. Uh, some of that money's going to come back and help the show. Please help us. Yeah. Please help us. Yeah. Jane just bought something on there. Thank God. Christmas is coming. Yeah. And... Uh, you can also go on our website and uh, donate on the uh, PayPal thing and become a shareholder of the show, and uh, w- and maybe we will show you a picture of Dave uh, or a video of Dave crying someday. And Paul, <laughs> yes. And uh, you know, uh, this week I want to talk about our sponsor, uh, Yarmy Electric. Oh uh, yes. Yarmy Electric. Uh, Derek Yarmy, the proprietor of Yarmy Electric, was at uh, the wedding that we were at at the weekend, and I was I was uh, lucky enough to sit and chat with him. Which is really a pleasure when you get to chat with Derek Jeremy. He has no time. It's no great time. To see him out. Oh, he's a he's the uh, the chief. Uh, I think is a firefighter. The, the chief guy, yeah, chief. The youngest chief in Canada. Yep. Anyway, the, the guy's like a hardworking guy. And I'm sitting there having a chat with him, and all this uh, and this person comes up talking about his panel, his panel. Oh God! At a oh, wedding. Fuck a, off. 
you know, and I, what I, what I did uh, is all I could do. If I wasn't carrying two beers at the time, <laughs> I would have punched that guy right in his mouth. Right in his teeth. But Derek Yarmy, you know, being the man that he is, he sat there and he just took it like a gentleman and said, not at a family wedding, my friend, and uh, waited, to, you know, for us to give him the harsh words here on the Live from the Dutch Hall program, which is people, this man's busy. He plants deep and he works hard. And he doesn't need you to be worrying about your stupid panel when he's, when he's got other things in his life. Yarmy Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we're going to get it right the second time. And we don't get it right the second time. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, and you know, what, you know what our sponsor did this week, Derek Yarmy? He sent us an article. He sent us an article on Facebook. And the article is uh, entitled, New Study Suggests That Men Need to Drink With Friends Twice a Week to Stay Healthy. Now that's just smart. Yep. That is the article. It is a new study. And in uh, ja- January, uh, no, let's see here. A new study conduct- conducted by the University of Oxford, which is a no slouch. This is a good reputable. university. Reputable university. Reputable. The Oxford University discovered that for men, going out for a few pints just isn't fun. It's downright essential. Mm. In fact, according to this report, men should go out twice a week by necessity to stay healthy. <laughs> Makes sense. (laughs) The study is conducted by a real guy, Robin Dunbar, a psychologist and director of Oxford University's Social and Evolutionary Neuroscience Research. That's real stuff. He's a real guy. (laughs) Sounds smart. I'm looking right at my wife when I'm saying this. I'm like, this is a real thing. So benefits of strong male friendships include a stronger immune system, (laughs) the release of endorphins, and an overall decrease in anxiety levels. And apparently, an even higher level of generosity. Huh. So I'll be more generous. I'm hanging with my buddies all the time, which makes sense because we, I've seen when guys hang out together that sometimes guys will just, like, give tons of money to, like, a random whore. <laughs> They're so generous. <laughs> I, I've seen it happen. A lot of generosity happen when the guys hang out. <laughs> Almost too generous. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're, too, they're generous to a fault, <laughs> I'd say. Dunbar goes so far as to recommend guys do stuff while they socialize, and that uh, ball cr- uh, bar crawling um, it reinforces a sense of teamwork and camaraderie. Got to work together. At the yeah, we course. work together. You know, teammates. Right. Yeah, one time I saw uh, that uh, you know this guy would uh, rub a, 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 a lady dancer's belly button okay. until she was like stunned, like a deer in the headlights. Allowing the other girls to have a nice, uh, guys just to have a nice look at her. That, that, that's teamwork. <laughs> and uh, uh, let me see here. Bonds can be formed through a range of activities from sports to male banter or simply just having a friend, uh, a pint with your friends on, on a Friday night. Or a Thursday. Or a Thursday. Or a Monday. <laughs> but according to the same study, most men get far less male bonding time than they require. One in three men in the United Kingdom can't find the time to meet with friends once a week. And only 40% of men are having are making a guy's night a weekly affair. So you guys, if you were living in England, would only be amongst 40% where they would do this. Really? We get together once a week. And you know, to be honest with you, we're only fulfilling half of your requirements to give you your proper endorphins and such. We need a release. You need something, not just a Dutch Hall. You need one more thing a week. Or we got to start doing two shows a week. Talk to your uh, significant others and let's make this happen. Let's get serious. For sure. But uh, in other news, but, uh, in other news, uh, a Pine Grove man has just applied for a research grant to prove his theory that a blowjob a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, good luck. Well, I'm hoping it'll work out. Dave. Sounds like <laughs> science. <laughs> it, it sounds like a foolproof theory. Because I'm not calling any doctor if I know I'm getting a blowjob tomorrow. I'm not going anywhere <laughs> to no great, appointment. It's a great day. I'll be like, yeah, tomorrow I'm busy. What What are you getting, a blowjob and a nap? I'm doing it again. <laughs> tomorrow again. I would never see a doctor. It would definitely keep that guy away. Um, you know what we have to also talk about is Van Dyke Party Services. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Van Dyke Party Services, you know what? This wedding was a great example this weekend. You know, most weddings aren't that much fun. But this wedding was because... Number one, we had the entire staff of Van Dyke Party Services there. I think it was, we were at least in the high 20s. All 29 first cousins. Platinum Were service. they all there? I counted them. Really? That is crazy that we had them all there. And uh, it was a great time. Had by all. And all. And if you wanted to have a wedding and you just wanted to say, like, I don't want to have the same old wedding I always have. Sure, I invite my 
relatives, my friends, but they're all boring and stupid, right? What I want to invite is between five and 29 Van Dyke first cousins in bright yellow jackets, show up at my wedding, and all it's going to cost me, Brian Groom, when you think about the cost of like photographers and flowers DJ. and all that stuff, this is a steal. All it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. Oh, yes. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we'll return that $100. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Hopefully. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by Clean Flow. Clean Flow, the great sponsor. And we are very very, uh, excited to announce a new sponsor next week. Next week, a brand new sponsor. Uh, We're in preliminary talks. He's agreed to be our sponsor next week. We don't want to give it away. But I tell you, I'm excited. Nice. And I'm excited about uh, some new stuff showing up at the Dutch Hall. Yeah. Uh, from a great sponsor. That's next fantastic. week. We also have some guests coming in next week. Justin Gale and Brett Meeser coming in next week. Jeez. So big things are happening. But, you know, we ask our listeners every week for uh, feedback. This week we got a lot at the wedding. You know, we got some from a great listener of ours. He's been with us. I think he listens to almost every show, but I knew he listened to the last two because he knew so much intimate detail with the last two shows. <laughs> and he said, he said he actually had a bone to pick with me that he was cutting his grass, and, he, and then we were at his place looking at his beautifully cut lawn. Easy for me to say. And uh, he said, you'll notice that one stretch there where all of a sudden it uh, veered off to the right. Uh, That's when you mentioned way. sticking a feather up your wife's ass is what he said. <laughs> Is he laughed so hard he had uh, he ran off he ran off his path and for that reason, Kyle Van Dyke. Oh, you're listener of the week. He's a listener of the week. That's right. This is his week. <laughs> it's your week. Yes. Well done, Bachi. Yeah, Bachi. <laughs> and you know, there's only one other guy we have to get to, and every week we uh, this week's no ex- uh, this week's no different. But he gives us a uh, uh, feedback on iTunes. And uh, he's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. Wait, wait a second, guy. Wait, wait. Stop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and now. I'll blow high dough into your fro. Hi-ho. High dough hey, is, is uh, semen. And uh, curly-haired girl has a fro, right? Anyways, uh, the Haitian Dwarf, uh, he, he's been with us since the very beginning, and he's, he always gives us feedback on iTunes. This week we actually got a, another five-star review from a mystery person oh. that did not leave their name. But That's that was five. nice to get another uh, five-star review on iTunes. And this, this week... Also five? The Haitian Dwarf entitled his uh, feedback... Harassment. What? Harassment. He says, in my country, harass is two words. I think he means harass. Harass is two words. Harass. In my country, harass is two words, he says. H-H-D. That's it. Not so much feedback. Thanks. It's a statement. (laughs) They can't all be winners, H-D. Yeah, but you gave it your best. Did we talk about harassment last week? Yeah, but you know what it was is because we were talking about Harvey Weinstein a little bit and all those uh, dirtbags uh, and yeah. Bill Cosby uh, and yeah. really blowing up right now. Eh? Yeah, and now there's a couple more in Quebec Woo. that are uh, uh, the one guy that was in charge of Just for Laughs. He resigned and he was on all these boards and stuff like that. And some other, some other uh, TV personality both got caught. You know, both got getting in trouble for being dirtbags. Eh? Right. So it was a real right. crackdown on dirtbags out there. All right. I love it because yeah. it's all these powerful like old douchey like horrible people that are getting their comeuppance, you know? Right. Did you know, I didn't know about Rose McGowan though. You're like, yeah. you know, Rose McGowan, she used to be on Charmed and oh, she yeah. was Marilyn Manson's girlfriend, wasn't she? Yep. And she came out with allegations about this shit like 10 years ago and then they ruined her career and then nobody, everyone kind of forgot about her. That's but why we haven't heard of her. That's why we haven't heard about her and then like, and sure. now it's all coming out and she's like, oh, yeah, like, I told you. Told you so, right? Now, to go back to that, because I know we talked about the, the two Corys and how they got passed around in Hollywood. I actually saw a clip today. Corey Feldman was on The View like 10 years ago and was talking about uh, the dirtbags in Hollywood and pedophilia. And he's like, they passed us around and I could name names. And Barbara Walters looks at him and says, 
you're ruining an entire industry. And he goes, well, I'm really sorry about that, but yeah. this is what it I want to talk life. about. So um, really interesting uh, position that Barbara Walters took. Yeah, to protect, to protect the industry, to protect the institutions, eh? Yeah. That's that's the that's the um, old job. way of thinking, eh? Is uh, that old way of thinking that they built these institutions up, and then the institutions became more uh, precious than the basic human decency, you know? Reality. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then they forget about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but that is that is bullcrap. Ugh, that's gross, eh? <laughs> it's gross. Even when you watch all these movies now, you watch all these old Oscar movies and stuff like that that Weinstein's involved with, and you're like, how many of these girls had to watch him jerk off into a plant? Pretty yeah. much all of them. You know, just to, just to get the job, you know? It's like horrible, man. That's a lot to put up with. I'm happy it's happening. And I know I've heard people give grief because people say, like, I have two daughters, I have daughters, so now I care. And I, if I had sons, I wouldn't care, you know? But it's like you care a lot more as a man when you have daughters than when you don't have a stake in the game because you don't really understand it. But then when you're actually looking at, you know, like you have to put yourself in the shoes. Like you should, I guess you should always put yourself in someone else's shoes, right? But you don't. No. Right? But if you have somebody you care about, then you're like put yourself in their shoes because you, you want to think about what they're going through, right? Yeah. Anyways, you know what I'm saying? You, so you do naturally worry more when you have daughters. Like you have three sons, Dave, and then all of a sudden you had a daughter. Mm. Then you became like my my brother's only got three sons. He's no daughter. He's gonna be more of a dirtbag than I am, don't you think? Oh, because he doesn't have that worry. He doesn't have that thing to hold him accountable to women. Yeah, he has he has yeah, his mother, that. I guess. You he know, doesn't he have that second thought. Yeah, like that you're doing something horrible and you and you can't just like. Uh, Mm-hmm. I know everyone should have that, but without like a reference point, you do, like a, people just don't have it as much. They're angels, huh? You're just trying to keep your angels safe. Yeah, right. Well, it's a totally different world, you know, with having girls out there now, especially like these girls. Like I do, uh, I do a joke about dick pics on stage, and there's, and uh, I would ask how many people have sent or received a dick pic in their life, and any girl in their twenties is like throwing up both hands and saying like oh my god all the time you know like it's like really and then i'd ask some questions like how much dick pics do you get and they're like uh constantly every day and they're <laughs> like uh do you ask for them and they're like no that people send them unsolicited pictures of their penis or a penis if it's not <laughs> theirs and i'm like i like i've been with my wife for almost we've been married for 19 years like if uh, i don't when we were going out there was no cell phones Nobody took a picture of their dick, right? Well, so, like, I, I don't even I, we, know that this exists, <laughs> and I got to, like, get my daughters prepared for this danger that di- that I wouldn't even know existed. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't even know it about it because it, it it's nothing in my radar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it's a whole other world you got to worry about. You, gotta, you have to think about it not only from a different gender but a different time and different technology and different everything, right? Oof. It's a lot scarier because, <laughs> like, when you were when our parents were like raising us, they were raising us based on the same rules that apply to them. You know what I mean? They were saying, "Do this because it worked for me, and that should work for you." But like, we can't say that to our kids because we it doesn't work. F- like, what worked for us didn't really work for us. The game <laughs> is it's definitely not going to work for them. You know, so how do you even? Like, it's harder to like prepare your kids for something because you're preparing yeah, them for an, a, a future that doesn't exist yet. And you don't even know what you're getting ready for. Yeah, but who in the right mind think really thinks that a dick pic actually works? It must work though, buddy. Yeah, because it, I got nothing to advertise. Let me tell you, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but you see, you see on on some of those Tinder and stuff, dating sites and stuff. The they pics, all make fun of it though, don't they? I'm out of the loop. I don't know. No, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, women make fun of that, don't they? When they get complaining, I think dick a decent or, woman would. You know, a decent yeah. woman, but I think there's probably a lot of like just real, t- like trash out there. Trash too. that would yeah, that would be like that's how they communicate. They send like a girl that would send a picture of her vagina would be a girl that would expect a picture of a penis. No, is that a fair thought? Yeah, I would think <laughs> so. one would think. You know, like if a girl's so there are girls out there that are doing that, right? Sending pictures of them bent over a table. I've seen them. <laughs> So. I never would have thought to just send a picture of my dick. 
That's all, man. I know. Why would you? <laughs> yeah. You're like, here, I want you to be disappointed before you even know me. <laughs> you know, like, I wouldn't want that either, you know? It's like the secret. Yeah. yeah. You if, you got a vagina, if you got a vagina pig, you'd be like, fuck yeah, okay, my job's done. You don't need what? What are you trying to? What are you trying to create by sending a dick pic? Okay, I got a question for you then. Is there, <laughs> is there a vagina pic you could receive from a girl, where you'd be like, I'm out. I'm not going near that vagina. Yeah, for I'm sure. not gonna lie. I, now, really, I really haven't had a whole lot of pic, uh, text messages that are full of vaginas. So. No, no, but I'm saying like that's what I mean. Like this is like your first ever vagina pic beef. You're getting it on your phone. Some girl sends you a picture of a vagina, but it's like. It's like unbelievable. You've never seen. It's like uh, sh- she's wearing hair shorts from belly button to mid thigh. Yeah, right. She's got that big of a bush. Like Demi Moore, when she's eighteen. Look it up on it's YouTube. True. It's true. Demi Moore, eighteen. Full like grandma nude. underwear bush. The, Shit. It's like you're looking at. <laughs> so th- that's no good, right? You're saying that's no good, right? Now, what if it's just. <laughs> Is everyone agreeing that a big, huge, like, you're not giving any regard to trimming at all in this well, day and I, age? Yeah. Is that a, a, are you still interested after looking at that picture? I'm not going to lie. I think I've been spoiled because I've never come across that scenario. <laughs> so you might be interested. You might be like, I am intrigued. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> it's like the great white buffalo. I, I, I like it. I like where you're going with it. I don't, I, I like how you're open to all that stuff. Uh, it, you know, it's going to play very nicely into our life. Do we do everything we have to do? I think we did. Your show? But uh, this is going to play very nicely into our last game, Beaver. Bit of a segue, right. is it? Yeah, we're going to end the show here with a game. I think, we're, I think we have enough time here. It's a game that I like to call uh, Would You uh, Bang? Ah. And right. uh, let me just see here. Slideshow. Play from start. This is a little game I like to call uh, Would You Bang? And uh, you're going to notice on the screen here. Oh. Uh, our very first contestant in Would You Bang, and this is a bit of a theme to this, here's young Goldie Hawn. Young Goldie Hawn, I think everyone has to agree. Anyone have anything, Anyone w- would object to banging a young Goldie Hawn? No, she kind of, in this picture, she uh, kind of looks like the girl, to me, uh, the girl from, uh, what the fuck is that uh, show with that real nerdy guy? The ner- the Oh, like uh, the Big Bang? Big Bang Theory. Yeah. She kind of looks like that girl. Oh yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, this is the laugh in uh, the laugh in Goldie Hawn, right? Where yeah. she's like, like kind of like flighty, ditzy, and and super hot. So the next, everyone agrees we'd bang the young Goldie Hawn. You probably go. I'd but go would 15. we bang the old Goldie Hawn? Today's Goldie Hawn. Hmm. That is wow. the question. Maybe maybe take off of five, now, eight, the, five or today, ten years. You'd say five or ten years ago you'd still be in, but now you're kind of tapping out. Yeah. Okay, that's fair, Beef. Mm. Um, I like how it says snatch all around. Now, you have to look at a Goldie Hawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you have to look at Goldie Hawn. Like she's, there's a lot to consider in this picture. Like she she's has, had some work. She very much has that like over suntan chest where it's all oh, like turned into lizard, lizard skin, you know? Like a beat and, up uh, old baseball mitt. <laughs> she is uh, uh, like a... Uh, probably, I would imagine, like a drunk train wreck as well. Yeah, but nine times out of ten, lights are off, right? You got to think of that. Yeah, no, and uh, and I'm not saying here, um, I'm not saying here that <laughs> you're banging the famous Goldie Hawn, right? This is a, you are at a bar. This is the body of. And this lady, who you are unaware of her work, or her fame and stature, she walks in and makes a move on you. Are you sleeping with this Goldie Hawn? Yeah, for sure. Still, Steve does, eh? If she was hitting on me, for sure. Really? <laughs> Steve? Or uh, Dave? I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. You know I didn't agree. Wes? Ten, take 10 years off. Wes is out. Wes is just out. A man of integrity. But you bang young Goldie Hawn, right? Yeah. So, like, would you bang her uh, in uh, Wildcats? you remember that movie, Wildcats? Oh, yeah. No? Uh, what's it? Uh, Overboard? <laughs> yeah. Those were still... Times where she was oh, yeah. hot, though. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, next one. Uh, this is a young Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner, do you remember Romancing the Stone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Kathleen Turner. Did she get her tits days? out in that? I'm not sh- No, I don't think no. she did. But, but I thought when I was a kid watching Romancing the Stone, Kathleen Turner was like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life, right? Oh, yeah, that mudslide scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you remember Romancing the Stone? Oh, yeah, totally. She, she looks uh, like she I just tell Turner's you. She's all in. Yeah, the, the young 
Kathleen oh, yeah. Turner was hot, man. For sure. She's also the voice for uh, Roger Rabbit. Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit, yeah. Oh, she looks really? like though she'd tell you you're doing Second something wrong. Yeah. 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 Now, the now not- Kathleen Turner of today. Oh, oh shit. Jesus. Oh. What happened? Well, Goldie Hawn wins that one. <laughs> yeah, Goldie Hawn gave you some food <laughs> wow. for thought. Yeah. But there's she no food left food. <laughs> 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 with this one. <laughs> oh. yeah, so everyone's out on Kathleen Turner today. This yes. is uh, Helen Mirren, young oh. Helen Mirren. Yes. Who's wow. ridiculously hot. Holy shit. Like, absolutely ridiculously hot. <laughs> I had no idea. And she's in, like, uh, there's a movie called Caligula, if you want. She's, like, naked a lot in, right? Oh, yeah. Too. When she looks like this, Jesus. like, super hot. Like, Look at those cans on her. Ah, unbelievable. <laughs> it is really unbelievable. And here's Helen Mirren today, a woman of about 71, I think. Yeah, like that's... that. She played the queen in a movie, you know, right. there she is. You know, gray hair. She's still, by all accounts, an attractive, attractive lady. For, for a 71-year-old, that's not too bad. So, same same deal goes. I'm out. Steve's out. Nope. Steve considered the Goldie Hawn, or said in on Goldie Hawn, and Helen Mirren at this age looking like that. I'm going to go. She's a woman of class. She has a chance with me if she plays her cards right. If she charms me properly, I she got to work for it. <laughs> yeah, I do like her class. I must say. Does that 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 has changed? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Oh man, look at the look at her turkey like neck, yeah. the shoulder turkey. <laughs> she neck also thing. has a beat up old baseball <laughs> neck. Hey, you never know. Lady in the streets freaking the sheets, man. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. She was so hot when she was young. Here's a good one. The young Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, boring. Now, boring. I think you guys that say boring don't remember a time, let's say, before the internet, before <laughs> pornography was easily available to you, when the only things you had to jerk off to was the uh, Sears catalog and a $2 bill. Still <laughs> And the $2 bill with a young queen on it, that was something you could, you could jerk off to money. Like, when in history... Could you jerk off the money? <laughs> it was just when we had the young queen on it, eh? Because she wasn't that bad back in the day. You know, nice. she's boring, but she's still a woman of power. Showing a nice shoulder. Showing a shoulder. Mm-hmm. She's not unattractive. She'd probably have instructions. You'd have to read instructions before. Oh, yeah. You couldn't look her in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away from the asshole. Jesus. And then the new queen, everyone agrees <laughs> we'd all fuck the new queen, no? <laughs> as long as she took her teeth out. <laughs> Super happy. <laughs> She is happy, and she dresses brightly, but uh, she apparently is a terrible A. Terrible, <laughs> terrible A. The queen. Anyway, this is a fun game. Look at that hat. She, wears, she has to wear, um, like, a brightly colored outfit so she can be spotted in a crowd, right? In case so, she wanders away. Yeah. <laughs> so they can find her. She it's really like, thinks her son is a dipshit because she's, like, in her 90s. <laughs> she won't give up the crown, eh? Speaking of which, I wouldn't even talk about it, but the queen... Is in Stevens' death pool. I was just going to say, is she in the death pool? Yeah. The queen is in Steve's death pool, I believe. And, and how's uh, that going, the death pool? The death pool is tied 1 1 because I want to say, oh. because I kind of knew about the impending death of Gord Downey. We all did. They said it was coming, right? I took it for real. And we're playing a game to win. I picked Gord Downey. But Great. I did it. I did sure it like thing. it's like when you bet against the Leafs in a hockey game. <laughs> you're like betting, you're like, even with the Leafs. If the Leafs win, I win because they win. And if the Leafs lose, then I win because I bet against them. Right. Right? It was kind of like that. It's a win-win. So it was like I knew, hey, I'd probably be kind of sad when Gordon Downey died, but I'll be tied in the death pool yeah. with Michael. <laughs> yeah. Who bet on Hugh Hefner. Hey. Good bet, Mike. A couple Mike. good men there. A couple good men. All I got to say is Wayne Gretzky <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the Sheen family <laughs> for Chargers. <laughs> and oh. Brett Burns. <laughs> and Brett, Brett Burns. Burns. Watch out. Actually, Steve, uh, were, was, you were very close to tweeting Wayne Gretzky that you were going to, that you would, wanted him to, to take chances with his life, right? <laughs> That's right. Is that correct? And, uh, oh, man. Uh oh. <laughs> Hopefully, we're still recording this show. Uh, oh, shit. There it is. Hey, it's still recording. All I didn't right. screw it up. Good job. Good job. Technology. Anyways, uh, guys, do we have anything else we want to say before we call, call this one a show? We got next week's any gigs coming up. You got the thing of the November fourth, yeah, November fourth, yeah. uh, the Delhi Baseball Banquet. Uh, early missions. Come on, out. any tickets left, Wes? I think so. And then you turn your <laughs> clocks back too that night. So oh, you got an extra, night of the year. Extra, extra, extra oh, party. Extra I think I think that's the same oh, night. Sweet. Yeah. 
And we are working on a couple of shows in Norfolk County as far as comedy shows going. I'll be able to give you more details on next week's show uh, for stuff that's going on this uh, fall and winter. But there's a lot of few good things going on. Other than that, if you guys uh, would like to uh, give us some feedback, you can do so at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, tell a friend, share an episode. But until next week, we will see you, NT. See you next Thursday. Thanks, Gord. Ty gave us a gift last week of fuck charters, eh? Who, what? Ty, oh, yeah, Ty, oh, yeah. roast. I like that.